0: You're listening to Packers Talk
1: Radio Network. PackersTalk.com. You're listening to No Huddle Radio on the Packers Talk Radio Network, your home for in depth and thoughtful Packers analysis. I'm joined by my friend Gil Martin. He's a writer for thesportsdaily.com and Cheesehead TV. And I'm your host, J.J. Leahy. We're here to talk Packers because you're all here for one thing, and that's a love for Green Bay football. Breaking it down for you here today, Packers versus Saints. we got you covered. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on next week's show, hit us up on Twitter at J.J. Leahy or at Gil Packers, or you can email us at asknohuddle at gmail.com. Gil, here we are. Finally, welcome to the 2021 NFL season. We're recording this episode a couple hours before kickoff for uh, Cowboys versus Buccaneers. Are you planning to watch that game? I am.
0: I am planning to watch that game. And uh, it's great that football is back, even though I can't root for either one of those teams without holding my breath.
1: Here's my dream scenario, all right. The Cowboys beat the Buccaneers, forty-one to three, and then go on to lose every other game on their schedule for the rest of the season. <laughs> that's that's the that's the acceptable outcome for tonight's game for me. Um, okay, so listen, uh, you know I I don't want to give away like all your personal information. I don't want to tell people your address although i mean come on it'd be kind of nice if people could stop by and hang out and <laughs> see where you live but but you live in the state of new york is that okay for me to say
0: yes that's fine
1: all right are you at all interested in driving down to jacksonville florida this weekend to watch the packers in person and and uh you know the the saints are not going to have any home field advantage in terms of their own fans being there we could right. pack that stadium full of Packer fans. You live a lot closer than I do. Are are you thinking about making the drive down there?
0: Uh only because of COVID, I am not. But other than that, I would love to. I mean, getting in the getting in the car it would, it would take about, you know, 17, 18 hours of driving to get there. <laughs> but uh you know, it's not it's not like the game was in Philly, you know. <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, I would
1: under normal circumstances, I would love to do that. Yeah, you're less likely to get shot seeing a game in Jacksonville than you are in Philly.
0: Uh, well, that yeah, may be true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so here we go. The whole point of this podcast is game previews. We are unbelievably excited to talk to you today about the New Orleans Saints and the game plan for defeating them. And look, we made it through a long off season. And now we have the monumental task of trying to tell you who the 2021 Saints are, which is a little bit tricky because they've played zero games so far. So we don't actually know who they are this season. This show is going to get better the longer the season goes on because we have more and more tape to look at from the teams we're going to be going up against. So our jobs are just a little bit more difficult. We have to be better at it today. We're going to break down the Saints for you. And we're going to kick things off by hearing an opening argument for each team. All right. So here to represent the New Orleans Saints, their advocate, Mr. Gil Martin, please give us in 60 seconds or less your defense of why the New Orleans Saints could win this matchup.
0: I think that the Saints defense can force turnovers in this matchup, that their pass rush has a chance to take advantage of the Packers' inexperience along the offensive line and their revamped offensive line due to the absence of David Bakhtiari. Uh, If they can get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, the chance exists for turnovers. And on the other side of the ball— Jameis Winston has had his LASIK surgery. He will turn the ball over less. And the Packers have yet to find an answer for Alvin
1: Kamara. And here to argue in favor of the Packers, I'm going to make the case for why the 2021 Packers are going to win this game. It's pretty simple. 20 out of 22 starters returning uh, on this roster from last year. A couple new faces starting now, but those are guys who won the job on their own merit in the preseason and beat out veterans. Look, I like this roster a lot. I liked it a lot last year. I think with the uh, little question of the offensive line at left tackle and at center, I think the, the roster is considerably better. And they were pretty good last year. In fact, last September, the Packers averaged 40 points per game. On offense, Drew Brees is not back in New Orleans, and so is basically the entire rest of the roster. Um, I do like some of the players they have. I think Alvin Kamara is very scary, but there's no question what you're going up against this time against the Packers is superior talent at most positions.
0: It's hard to argue with that.
1: (laughs) All right, let's break it down. Let's learn about the Saints. So, first of all, <clears throat> this roster, like I just mentioned, drastically different from last year. And uh, we're going to go through some of these positions and take a look at who is even returning. Let's start with the offense, because the offense is uh, a little bit easier to get a handle on, even though I think that um, I think it's a bigger difference from last year to this year because you're missing drew Brees. But, uh, the, the, the good thing for the saints is that they do still have a relatively decent offensive line. All right. Uh, a tackle. They have, uh, Ryan Ramsick and Teron Armstead. Now, Eric McCoy is their center again this year. Yes, And, uh, one thing that you're seeing here with McCoy is that he has some added responsibilities from last year. He's the one making the protection calls instead of the quarterback. Um, they're giving Jameis a little bit less to be worrying about and and thinking about handing some of those um, responsibilities over to the center. I think that's a smart move. I think that there are certainly some um, m- major red flags. Um, surrounding Jameis Winston. If you're a Saints fan or a Packers fan, he's got a high upside and his, <laughs> his potential floor is very low as well.
0: Yeah, it, it is hit or miss. And I think it's illustrated by two statistics. You go back to 2019, his last year in Tampa Bay, he led the league in passing yards and in interceptions. So, uh, it, it's like all or nothing with famous Jameis. You're not going to get a lot in between.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Um, and the other thing is that you know it has been two years since we really saw him. We last year he was QB three uh, in New Orleans, and we we had he had some playing time, but you didn't get much of a sense of who he could be. In this offense, you got a little bit more sense of that in the preseason. Uh, we got to see um, some of the routes that they like to run. Um, and one of the big things that I noticed is play action, I think, is going to be a big deal this year, which is really re- relevant since we're talking about the offensive line here. Uh, so when Drew Brees was the starter, they ran play action just uh, 17.8% of the time when you had either Taysom or Jameis on the field, it was over 30% play action. And here's something that is Jameis Winston relevant when it comes to play action Uh, in that uh 2019 season where he went 33 and 30 touchdowns and interceptions. Right. Um, 28 of those interceptions were just on regular dropbacks. Only two of them came off play action. Uh, I I don't think that that is a coincidence. I think, uh, I think that uh, Sean Payton very clearly is paying attention to things like that. We're going to see more play action with Jameis under center. And also um, there's another difference, you know, Everybody has talked for the last couple of years about the fact that Drew Brees didn't really have a deep ball the last couple of years that he was a starter and that Jameis bombed it really deep all over the field with Tampa. Now, this is you know a very different offense in New Orleans very. than he was playing with in Tampa. But even in the preseason, his average depth of target was 11.9 yards it was 11.8 yards off of play action uh drew Brees off play action only 7.1 yards average depth of the target so Jameis on average is picking up at least a first down um uh on, on his play action with his average depth of target uh not including yards after the catch
0: Yeah, no. Look, Jameis is is a much bigger deep threat, but I think the the flip side of it is that Sean Payton's offense is a lot more conservative than the offense that they were running in Tampa Bay when Jameis Winston was starting there. In Tampa Bay, he was just chucking it down the field. He had weapons to do that, and that was sort of his preferred mo. That's not what Sean Payton is going to do, and I think. One of the things that you have to look for, especially in a game that is week one of a new season, is how well does Jameis Winston adjust to being in a more conservative, constricted kind of an offense where he almost has to be a game manager. And I don't mean that in the negative sense of the word, but instead of you know chucking it all over the field, he's got to be a lot more contained and controlled. And it's more designed to prevent him from making 30 interceptions in a season than it is for him to average, you know, 12, 15 yards per completion.
1: Yeah. There are some major strengths and weaknesses on this offense. And I think we don't really know which of those Jameis Winston will be this year. Uh, he has not graded out well the last few years, obviously, but he clearly does have the upside for me. I think, you know, having Sean Payton being the one calling those plays for him and designing this offense does a lot. And I think you're still going to see Taysom use the way we've seen in the last couple of years, uh, coming in on those designed gadget plays where you don't really know what's going to go on. And absolutely I, I think that's I think that's still gonna be it, possibly a a lethal combination here uh moving along the rest of the offensive line we cover the two tackles they're pretty good uh Teron Armstead is one of the uh, at least last year was one of the uh highest graded players on the team Ryan Ramsick not far behind toron Armstead um had an elite pass blocking grade uh they both had very very good run blocking grades from there. It kind of goes downhill with, I would say, center Eric McCoy being halfway between as good as the guards and the tackles are. Eric McCoy um, had a a little bit above average grade. He has 69 grade on PFF. His pass blocking grade wasn't great, but his run blocking grade was decent. The guards, I would say, are liabilities. You got Cesar Ruiz and Andrus Pete.
0: Right, and Ruiz is a young player, a former high draft pick, so uh, it's a question of whether or not he's ready to develop or not. The talent on paper should be there, but is he ready for prime time?
1: That's an excellent question. Last year, his pass blocking grade was just a 42. Consider that 60 is pretty much league average, so 42 is well below average. He needs to improve a lot in that area absolutely and
0: and look that is usually the case with most players coming out of college you come out of college it's more run oriented and you know or or you know more of a spread offense so it's a different blocking scheme and pocket passing is usually one of the bigger adjustments that young offensive linemen have to make when they make the leap from college to the nfl
1: now something i don't Really understand there is a rumor going around on social media um, among Packers fans, and I have I don't see anybody else in NFL commentary or Saints commentary parroting this. Adam Troutman is not out. (laughs) He is not on the injury report. Even he seems to be fine. looks like he's going to be starting this game. Uh, Packers Twitter seems convinced that Adam Troutman is out. I don't see any evidence of that anywhere.
0: I haven't heard anything to that effect, but uh, we shall see. Uh, look, the final injury report is due Friday, and we'll see what happens when they announce it.
1: Speaking of, of uh, well, I guess not injuries, but roster changes, had a big one happen this week at running back that took some people by surprise. Uh, not so much me, because I've been listening to a bunch of Saints podcasts, and they have been talking about, well, could Tony Jones Jr. overtake Latavius Murray for running back, two? Right. Well, the Saints asked Latavius Murray to take a pay cut. He refused. He's been released. So Tony Jones Jr. is running back, two. This is actually a bigger deal than it seems on the surface, because you think, yeah, they got Alvin Kamara. Well, Kamara was used a lot more in the passing game. And yeah, he's a terrific running back, but Latavius Murray uh, actually outpaced him in carries last year. So Tony Jones jr. Going to get some work. Um, I don't know that this is necessarily only good news for the Packers because Tony Jones jr. uh, Had a 72.6 grade last year and like i said the saints media members were of the opinion that he probably had shown enough this preseason to beat latavius murray outright for that running back 2 position so i'm going to say he's probably pretty good and yeah. and the packers tend to have issues in run defense anyways
0: they do. And this is Joe Barry's first chance to not use a vanilla offense and we'll see a defense rather. And we'll see how he approaches the run defense, if it's any different from the way Mike Pettin did. I know Packer fans were never all that pleased with Pettin's strategy of uh, emphasizing the pass defense at the expense of the run defense. Uh, and, and I think, you know, from a Packers perspective, Alvin Kamara, very dangerous green Bay had all kinds of trouble containing him last year in the 37 30 win down at the Superdome but at the same time Kamara is not the kind of guy who you know he's not built for 300 offensive carries and 75 catches so you got to pace him a little bit so the RB2 is very important in that Saints
1: offense yep 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 absolutely um Wide receiver, I think, is a massive weakness for this team. Oh yeah, oh yeah. For one
0: big reason, their number one receiver is out.
1: Yeah, yep. I I think I think you're you're looking at the Saints wide receiver room. Imagine the Packers wide receiver room minus Devontae and I would say minus Allen Lazard. So uh, MVS is your wide receiver one. And then you got uh, like Malik Taylor and probably Amari Rogers are your other two starting wide receivers. Not that they're like, you know, should be off bagging groceries, but this is certainly not a position of strength for the Saints. It's not a proven group the way it's constituted. That doesn't mean they don't have talent.
0: That doesn't mean they won't. De- some of them won't develop into quality NFL receivers. But right now, no, nobody in this group is proven. Uh, and yeah, I think the Packers have a big advantage. And you know what? When you think about the Packers defense, the one question so many people have is who's going to be cornerback number two, and how is you know the combination of Stokes and King or King and Stokes going to handle? the receivers, the fact that the saints don't have a lot of receiver depth right now is sort of a nice way to ease those cornerbacks into the season this year.
1: That's an excellent point. Uh, Marquez Calloway, I think is the saints wide receiver one. Uh, that's the sense I get from listening to, uh, saints writers and podcasters, Traquan Smith, I think has been there a little bit longer. Yes. But from, from what I've been hearing, the saints media thinks Marquez Callaway is kind of going to be the main ball carrier in that receiver room. In addition to those two guys, you also have Deontay Harris who actually uh, on PFF outside of actually not even outside of Michael Thomas, including Michael Thomas. He was the highest graded wide receiver that the saints had last year. Might be a bit of a fluke. He had 196 uh, snaps, so not a big workload. Uh, Marquez Calloway even had 305 snaps last year, so um, might be might be one of those uh, sample size things where you give him a, more of a workload and he doesn't perform as well. But I I do know uh, Traquan Smith and Deontay Harris have both impressed me in the return game in the past, I like the way they can move when you got guys flying at them.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, for the Packers taking the right angle on making tackles, we know that's been an issue on defense at times. So, you know, these guys, if you get them the ball in the open field, they can make you miss. And that's something the Packers have to be aware
1: of. Now, something that we have seen, that Sean Payton really likes to run offensively is uh, the Mills route. And we have not seen that used this preseason, but we have seen it used uh, last year uh, when you had Jameis or Taysom on the field. The Mills route is an interesting one. You got one guy who's running, you know, essentially a go route right down the field. And then you got a guy inside, might be a receiver or a tight end, who runs maybe 10, 11 yards down the field and then cuts inside. The thing that that has me, are they just running more of a vanilla offense in the preseason and they're saving um, these routes that they really like, and this is this is my theory, for the regular season when it actually counts. I think we're going to see a lot more of that.
0: Yeah. And and again, I think it is likely that what we saw in the preseason was vanilla. And we're going to see a lot more twists and and, you know, scheming players open, especially when you're dealing with uh, a less experienced, less proven group of receivers. And the other thing is, and Packer fans know this all too well Packers have trouble covering receivers out of the backfield. Kamara, such a good receiver. Look for a lot of passes to Kamara, maybe to the tight ends as well, in order to compensate for the unproven group of wide receivers.
1: Talk about unproven. Let's look at the defense because the defense this year looks considerably different from last year. And the one of the biggest glaring issues that they're facing right now is cornerback. Now, they just traded for Bradley Roby from the Texans, but he is suspended for week one. He will not be facing the Packers. They don't have much in the way of corners. They have Ken Crawley and Desmond Trufant. And you might ask, what about Marshawn Lattimore? I don't have a definitive answer on Lattimore, uh, whether he's going to be able to play or not, because he's dealing with some legal issues uh, that could result in a suspension and and the last thing I heard as I was looking into this is that the Saints were not sure if he was going to be able to play
0: yeah I mean look the 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 aspect of it is the NFL always conducts their own investigation it takes time ideally you would think that they would have it you know if they're going to suspend him the beginning of the season is usually the time they try to do that but we we do not know whether Lattimore will be available at this point as of this recording. It's still up in the air. Uh,
1: Looking at the uh, injury report, by the way, Lattimore is on the injury report. Uh, He was limited on Thursday. Uh, We'll go ahead and cover the other two guys as well. Ken Crawley did not participate Wednesday or Thursday, which is not great. Uh, And then Traquan Smith also did not participate on Thursday. I guess we might as well talk about the – Packers. While we're doing this injury report, you got uh, Tyler Lancaster was uh, limited Wednesday and Thursday. He's got a back injury that's been hurting him for a little while. Mercedes Lewis, that's a veteran rest thing; doesn't matter. Vernon Scott has not been practicing for quite some time. Uh, Don't expect to see him. I would expect to see Ennis Gaines elevated from the practice squad to fill his place. Uh, Preston Smith added to the practice squad or practice squad to the injury report on Thursday. He has a laceration on his head. Don't like to hear Ooh. that. No, and that doesn't sound nice. Z'Darrius Smith continues to be limited, but that's, that's but, good news because he was just out completely for quite a while.
0: Exactly. He has now at least been practicing again. And that's uh very encouraging for the Packers because look, he is there top edge rusher on the team. He is a, a proven pro bowl performer and you want him out there to start the season.
1: I closed my tab that had my notes in this is really irritating, but uh, I, we, we going along open that tab, going along the defense, you know, the, the, the two names that you cannot forget about Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport, these two guys will tear you up. It's always been a thing. And, it's going to be a pretty significant test for two of the rookies on this um, offensive line. And also you got Elton Jenkins holding down left tackle. I like Elton, but it's still going to be a a test for him out at left tackle going to be against these guys. He's uh, the, the right. D end is uh, Marcus Davenport. You're probably going to see Cam Jordan matched up against Billy Turner that's going to be something to keep an eye on as well, because the last time we saw Billy Turner was in the NFC championship game. He did not play well at all against the, uh, Buccaneers pass rushers. We need a better performance out of him. And although in his defense, he will now be on the right side as opposed to the
0: left. That's true. That's true. Which is a big difference. He's very much built to be a right guard or right tackle rather than a left guard or left tackle.
1: Thank you for reminding about us about that. That is uh, definitely significant, and he certainly played uh, well for us last year at right tackle. Um, I, I am, I have concerns about our offensive line with Bakhtiari out. Uh, I'm going to be. Uh, I was in favor of continuing to hold Bakhtiari out, though, because if you got to take an early season loss here or there. Oh, well, you take your loss and you move on. You need Bakhtieri healthy for the playoffs. I firmly believe that if Bakhtieri had not been hurt, we're in the Super Bowl uh, last year.
0: Probably. That was the biggest thing. The, The way that the Buccaneers were able to rush the passer in the NFC championship game made a big difference. And not just that they got a lot of sacks, which they did, but they... They were in Aaron Rodgers' face, and then, you know, as soon as the Packers fell behind, it was an obvious passing situation, and on and on it goes downhill. So, look, they had their chances last year, but missing David Bakhtiari was a big problem for the Packers that they weren't able to overcome when all was said and done.
1: Now, one position on defense outside of those DNs that is certainly a strength is safety. Uh, Oh, yeah. Saints have some great safeties. Interestingly, uh, you know, everybody knows Malcolm Jenkins. Everybody knows Marcos Williams. However, there was another safety that they had on the roster last year who had a higher PFF grade. Now it was on less than 100 snaps compared to a thousand for those other two guys. But (laughs) uh, JT Gray had the highest uh, highest PFF grade of the safety group last year. He's still there. Um, Marcus Williams is, uh, graded out as the seventh best safety in the NFL last year. Um, the safeties are going to give us a hard time. However, they're also going to have their hands busy helping out the linebacker group. If you ask me, they do have Quan Alexander. They have rookie Pete Werner from Ohio state. They also have Demario Davis. Um, but it's not a fantastic linebacker group. Now I'm a Packers fan. Who am I to talk about linebacker groups, <laughs> but, but it it is a liability. I think that, um, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones have a path forward here to a, to really productive rushing days in a way that the Packers were not able to get the job done on the ground last year.
0: Yeah, no, I think that'll be good. And, and To me, you know, you got to attack the middle of the Saints defense. I think that is where you'll find some success. And the the only issue you have there is that is the big question mark on the Packers offensive line right now. The center, the right guard, both rookies, the left guard is most likely going to be Lucas Patrick, who moved over from right guard. You know, to me, that's something that you want to look for. Uh, but if the Packers can take advantage of that matchup, the running game should click.
1: You know, one other guy that I totally just breezed on and, and forgot to mention, David Anyamada. He is a bad dude. He's a very good player. Uh Matt LaFleur singled out him and Cam Jordan as the guys that he is keeping his eye on for this game. Anyamada Uh, was the highest graded player on defense last year. In fact, he was the highest graded player on the team last year. He had a better grade than Alvin Kamara and Teron Armstead did on offense. Those two guys are going to be game wreckers. The interior of the D line is an issue. I think um, looking at the, uh, the, the defensive tackles and the linebackers, first of all, one of their starters might be Montravius Adams, actually. Yeah, that, that could yeah. be a thing for this week. He's the highest graded um, defensive tackle that they have. And their other options are Jaleel Johnson, Albert Huggins, uh, Christian Ringo and Jalen Dalton. Well, there's uh, some
0: familiar names, plus, right?
1: <laughs> plus Shy Tuttle. So it's Shy Tuttle, who's actually a, a good player and all those guys. I think you might see quite a bit of Montrevious Adams. Look, AJ Dillon running right up the middle could be a pretty lethal option here against that interior and those linebackers. Yeah, y- you you
0: could you could run AJ up the middle and then I think, you know, with the right cutback and the right burst, Aaron Jones could, you know, break a 30, 40, 50-yard run uh again if the blocking holds up. And look, as far as Montrevious Adams is concerned, I like the kid. I'll root for him after this week.
1: <laughs> good point. <laughs> um, one last player that we gotta we gotta mention here: uh, kicker. So Will Lutz got moved to IR. The new kicker is Aldrick Rosas. He had a good year two or three years ago. I forget with the Giants, and he's been quite bad ever since. Um, that that could really matter if the Saints get cooking. Um, and it's a high-scoring game, not being able to fully trust your kicker could be an issue.
0: No doubt it could be an issue. And then the other issue is Saints kickers not used to kicking outdoors. How does that affect anything, especially if there's bad weather? Uh, you know, that's not something that the Saints are used to playing in the Dome most of the time.
1: Well, one way to uh, keep the score down, uh, on the Saints side would be if the pass rush can actually get home this time. You know, I did mention that, uh, the Packers offense was flying high a year ago. They were averaging 40 points per game on offense in September, but Zadarius Smith and Rashawn Gary both had their lowest pass rushing grades of their entire careers with the Packers in the Saints game last year against um, Teron Armstead and uh, uh, what's his first name? Ramstick, Ryan Ramstick. Right. Um And those two guys, by the way, in their last 11 games, those two guys combined have allowed one sack. So wow. it is on the Packers pass rushers to really produce this time. And I don't know that we're going to see the Darius. He is practicing, but he's limited in practice. This could be. Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith out there, provided that his head laceration uh, doesn't keep Preston off the field as well. This might be an opportunity, though, for us to see what Rashawn Gary can really be. If he is going to actually have a big breakout year, you know, this would be a good game for him to show that he is everything that we've been hoping he is.
0: Yeah, I I get the feeling what we're going to see from Zedarius is he may play, you know, 20 snaps where it's third and nine, third and 12, third and obvious passing situation. And they'll maybe even line him up in the middle uh, to put all three of Gary, Preston and Zedarius out there. But I think they'll spot him if he does play. I, I think you'll see Preston and Rashawn Gary as the starting edge rushers in this game.
1: You know, uh, offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett mentioned that one of the things that he noticed when he was watching the film um, and, and, you know, studying the Saints is that they blitzed Rodgers way more than they did all the other quarterbacks that they faced last season. Um, However, you know, with their secondary being uh, much more depleted this year, that might not be as safe as an of an option as it was last year Uh, could really leave you vulnerable if you are in fact uh, bringing an extra guy on the pass rush but it is interesting and and Rogers numbers are worse when he is under pressure than when he's kept clean sounds like something that would be true of every quarterback it's not true of every quarterback but it is true of Rogers
0: okay yeah no look the one thing, you know, there was a time, you go back four or five years ago, where most defenses said, don't blitz Rodgers, he'll kill you if you blitz him. So, you know, that 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 used to be a strategy. Now, I don't know how much good it used to do, but uh, a- at the end of the day, with the question marks in the secondary, as you mentioned, especially a cornerback, it may not be the best move. And, and you know who I get the feeling is going to have at least one really big pass play in this game. It's going to be MVS. He's going to break one for 50-plus yards before this game is over.
1: I would have to agree with that. When you're looking at a secondary that is as depleted as the Saints is, um, you are going to be taking full advantage of that if you are a crafty offensive play caller. And those big bombs to MVS are a great way to help Uh, stretch the field defensively as well and uh, take, take a little bit of pressure off of some of the other playmakers Uh, would not be surprised to see that maybe even a couple of them, you know, last year when we played the saints, we didn't have Devante and uh, Alan Lazard caught a couple of beautiful deep balls before he had to leave the game with that core injury that would ultimately sideline him for six or seven weeks before we wrap up. Do you have any other parting thoughts on this game?
0: Uh, I I think that the move to Jacksonville will help the Packers. There'll be more Packer fans than Saints fans. They're playing outdoors, grass as opposed to turf. Uh, It's sort of like a road game for the Saints. And unfortunately, you know, Louisiana, New Orleans going through a very difficult time after the hurricane. And we wish all, all the people there dealing with the aftermath of it only good things and and hopefully things will get back to normal as quickly as possible. But overall, I think the Packers are the better team. And if the offensive line holds up, they should earn the W.
1: I think they probably will win this uh, quite easily. I don't expect a super close game. We're going to give our score predictions in a second here. Um, However, you gave your kind of X factor in this game as MVS. I'm going to give you one for the saints and I'm not going with Alvin Kamara because that's just too obvious and too easy. <laughs> I think, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson is a guy that the Packers have to be careful of the, um, uh, Jason Vrabel, our wide receivers coach needs to go have a talking to our guys and say, listen, Chauncey Gardner Johnson has a mouth. He has a big history of getting under the skin of offensive players he goes up against. You remember Javon Wims, the Bears wide receiver, just hauling off and just punching Chauncey in the helmet, which uh, obviously ended up getting him in big trouble. But that was far from the first or last time that uh, Chauncey got under the skin of uh, opposing offensive players. He just is a really great trash talker. I guess I would love to hear some of the things that he says that gets people so wound <laughs> up, but those Packers wide receivers need to just shut out the noise, tune him out, just uh chuckle at the fact that he's, uh, you know, trying to get under his skin because he's uh, on, on an inferior team. You're kicking his butt. You can't let him get that little edge on you. That's my one little bit of advice to the Packers wide receivers who, of course, listen to our show religiously every week (laughs) on PackersTalk.com. They they should. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I like the advice, though. I like the advice. So you and I are both picking the Packers to win this game. Give me your final score prediction.
0: 37-27. 37-27.
1: All right. I think the Packers get over the 40 mark but probably just barely. I think you're looking at 41, 42 points, somewhere around there. 27. I think 27 is a little bit high. I think this is going to be a blowout. I think you're looking at like 41, 21. I think that's, that's my, that's my score prediction. We'll see. Maybe I'll get burned and I won't be quite as bold in future weeks, but I just think that this saints team, um, that their roster is uh, really overrated. I think that uh, the losses that they've experienced on the roster in the last year are not being given enough attention. And I think that uh, I think offensively, they just don't have the firepower that they did a year ago.
0: I I agree. And they'll have an adjustment coming when, you know, without Drew Brees and his leadership. So that remains to be seen how they you know, go forward with their offense without a, a future hall of famer, even if he wasn't as effective as he was earlier in his career over the last couple of seasons.
1: I think Marquez Callaway gets a touchdown. I think Alvin Kamara gets two touchdowns and, uh, Maybe maybe we'll have a missed field goal with Alter Crosis out there. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> Alrighty, All righty. That's it for today. We'll be right back here next week. Follow us on Twitter, at Gil Packers and at JJ Leahy to stay up to date on all things Packers or to ask us questions. You can also email us at asknohuddle at gmail.com. Make sure you're subscribed to Packers Talk on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to PackersTalk.com for powering our show and thank you for listening. Until next time, go Pack Go! Go pack go. You are listening to Packers
0: Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk.